Hello there and welcome into another episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. I'm so thankful that you're tuning in, that you're listening, uh, keeping up with what we're doing. We talked about episode nine, episode nine of Survivor 42. Uh, Joel and I did, my brother, uh, last night after the episode. It was a doozy of an episode, doozy of a tribal council, certainly. And, uh, you know, one thing that I do appreciate about Survivor is the way that they are not afraid to, to, to try to handle certain conversations. You know, uh, they certainly do a better job than most when it comes to other reality television shows like The Bachelor, things like that, who are just constantly gaffing on these types of issues. But yeah. Joel and I talked at length about it, so I don't feel the need to talk about it too much here, but um, I'm just I'm just proud to be a fan of the show that at least does not deny that, that there are things out there that are going on below the surface in people's minds that people might not even be aware of um, and that play into the game. So uh, yeah, Joel and I talked uh, about that this week. Also just want to mention the Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies, winning game five. I mean, can the Grizzlies just get ahead and run the whole game i'm gonna i'm i'm literally this is taking years off my life this timberwolf series so come on grizzlies finish this off tonight then they gotta go to golden state actually no golden state's coming to memphis that's right because memphis is a two seed golden that feels weird to say golden state's coming to memphis for the first two games but grizzlies gotta finish off the timberwolves they need all the rest they can get so Anyways, I hope that you are having a good week. I'm so thankful that you're listening to this podcast. Enjoy Joel and I's conversation about episode nine of Survivor 42. This is The Clingers Have Spoken. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Clingers Have Spoken podcast. I'm Joel Klinger. Alongside of me, as always, through Zoom, is my brother, Michael, and we just witnessed episode nine of Survivor 42. Michael, how are you feeling tonight after watching that episode? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, in this episode, Romeo said that High was the sneakiest weasel on Survivor 42. So my question is, who's the sneakiest weasel on this podcast? me i think it's me you think you're a sneaky weasel i I think i think i i I think i'm a better liar than you i think i uh i can i can hold things below the surface better than you and and meaning that not meaning like you know my emotions or you're some raging lunatic but just like i think i can hold i think i can hold it down and i can ultimately wield my my power through uh subtler ways i guess I'm not really in your face. You know, I don't want to bring up the Enneagram here, but you're an eight. Eights aren't very sneaky, right? They're just like, tell you how you feel, you know? Oh, wow. We're about 30 seconds into this podcast. We've already brought up the Enneagram. So things are going downhill fast. We got to get <laughs> back on, on the right track. Yeah. I, I, you know, but let's just jump right into it. Romeo voting for high. I think I bashed him last week on this on this podcast saying like, why did he do that? But his logic for doing that makes like a hundred percent sense. Like hearing him explain it, I'm like, yeah, like like I uh, like hearing him make him squirm. I I would have thought of it as like putting a target on his back, 
you know, um, and you could see I was really bothered by that. And now that we know, I don't know if you listen to like any of Chanel's like, um, eggs interviews or whatever, but she basically said, I wanted like a perfect voting record. Like he was like, I want to do this. I want to vote a hundred percent correct every time. And I don't want any votes. And he doesn't have that. And he was pissed about it, which I think is funny. So good job, Romeo. Yeah, I know Romeo said he wanted to see High squirm, but I feel like it was really just a petty, it was just pettiness. And I mean, I guess that's a petty reason, but I still think it was just because he was mad at High and wanted to put a vote on him. Not for any real strategic, like maybe he'll get, maybe he'll get squirmy and then make a mistake. I think it was just like, I'm over it. I'm voting for him because I don't like him and my vote doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. I mean, like, but I like that logic. I, I think that's totally valid, you know, um, especially like I don't he I don't know if he intentionally misspelled his name that poorly, but like impressive, you know. Um, so, yeah, Romeo like vaulted from like in this episode, I feel like Romeo vaulted from like one of the people in the worst position in the game to now he's like firmly in it. You know, like going into this episode, he was on the very bottom. No one wanted to work with Romeo high, especially. And things just kind of flipped for him because Rox was dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you split a tribe into two different groups and don't let them talk, crazy stuff can happen just because of the five person. Like, you get a lot, you don't have like that, like, averaging out effect of all the different personalities. You just have like, five individuals playing playing their games and crazy stuff can happen as we saw tonight and people can make radical changes to their gameplay at tribal council based on who they see sitting in the jury box and that's what we saw tonight so wild times yeah so to start the episode rocks just really wants this all-male alliance which i feel like is smart for rocks but you also have to understand that in order to try to build an alliance, you have to also want those people to be in that alliance with you, you know? And I feel like he just did not have the social awareness to think, oh, High's not like a bro's bro. Like, Omar's not like chugging down a 12-pack of Natty Light. Like, Omar's just like trying to do sneaky, sneaky stuff and have some fun and play with like people on the edges. And High is like not into like yeah five men to the end you know like that's just like i think i think it makes sense for rocks to want that but to not see that that was just not going to work out is a just a huge flaw in his game i mean yeah i think i could take one look at omer and one look at high without even hearing them speak and know that they're not going to be on board for some all dudes alliance like Jonathan, Mike. Yeah. I can see them going for it just by looking at them, but looking at Omer and I like, like, you know, you're not supposed to judge people, but you know, if you, if survivor, you have to judge people and Roxroy is a terrible judge of people socially, uh, strategically. He's just all around, not good at survivor and, you know, eventually there's nowhere to hide, especially once you get into a tribe of five. Yeah, I 
you know, and, and that's something like Omar and High immediately were like, eh, mm, I don't know. Uh, I probably would have just ridden the wave until it was disadvantageous for me to do so. I probably would have been just like, all right, yeah, cool. We're in this. And like they said that, but then they just like immediately said, no, we're not going to do that. I probably would have just like ridden it like a couple votes and then joined up with the bottom when I needed to and then figured it out from there. Because like, yeah, Omer is not going to win individual immunity if that's the final five, straight up, like period. I mean, he may not ever win an individual immunity, but like that puts him in a really bad situation. And he doesn't really, he's not, he's aligned with Jonathan, but Jonathan's kind of taken a liking to other guys. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, for Rox to just do that so daringly and be like, look, this is simple. This makes sense. It's like, bro, this is not 2005 Survivor, you know? Like, it's not going to be simple. Period. Like, for him to be even way more so than Brad last season. Her, was that his name Brad curly hair guy yeah so like for for him to be people said Brad was like an older type survivor player Rox is like just like Boston Rob type like we got the numbers let's just stick stick with it who cares and it's like dang that's not gonna fly no more you can't win that way um and it ultimately cost him uh but yeah, I, I, were you surprised by Omer and High and Mike voting out Roxroy? I would have, I would have just flown with it. High has like done that three travels in a row, where he's just like been aligned with someone seemingly, and then just like no, see ya. Well, it's funny because last tribal council, High had that line about how you need to be comfortable with other people driving the car, and he's very clearly not driving comfortable with other people driving the car. You know, unlike. I feel like he's comfortable with Omer driving the car, but he also thinks he's driving the car when Omer is driving the car. And yeah, I mean, it's so hard. And, and to, to play with people like that, uh, if you're not high and if you're high, I like, just don't think that's a long-term strategy that works anymore because eventually your target's going to be too big. And people are going to come for you because you've been the person with the perfect voting record that's voting everyone out. Doy, like, hi, like high, he's declining fast in my like winner rankings. Like, I'm not saying he's like close to the bottom. He's still like upper tier, but I, I mean, a few weeks ago I would have said high is the favorite, and I just don't know if that's the case anymore. He's 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 kind of been erratic uh the past couple yeah. weeks just to like maintain being the person who's picking and choosing who goes where. Like he went from wanting Romeo out at the beginning of this episode very clearly and even giving reasons for it to when someone else said this is what we're doing, this is the plan. Then he was like, "No, I don't want to do that." I literally would rather do something I don't want to do but choose to have done it than do something I did want to do after someone else told me that's what we should do. Which yeah, is High's very that's pretty messed up. High's very much going wherever the wind takes him right now. Um and it's building up like a winning resume. It's building up these votes where you're on the right side of it all the time. But also like people see that. You know, like while 
if you make the final three with this type of resume, the odds of you winning are pretty freaking good. But the likelihood that you're going to get voted out before that point, I feel like is raising with every single one of these decisions that he's making by cutting someone he's aligned with um, and that he just might not get there, um, which is very real. I mean, there are eight people in the game. Only three of them are going to make it to final tribal. Um, and you have to make it there to win the million dollars. And the way he's behaving, it just doesn't feel like he's thinking of getting there. He's just thinking, I got to win. Um which we'll see, you know, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, but yeah, I did love that they immediately squashed it. And Omar was just like, are you insane? Are, are you insane, Roxroy? You're not, you don't know me at all. You just know that I have a penis and you want to work with me? Mm, doubt that. Well, the crazy thing was Roxroy kept not counting Romeo as a man. I mean, he was doing that through the whole thing. And then he went to Omar and was like, because he was saying, it's five dudes. It's us five. We're the five dudes. We got to take it. And then he goes to Omer. He's like, Omer, how many, how many guys are there? And Omer's like six. <laughs> like, well, like Rockstar wasn't even counting Romeo as a member was, of their all dudes alliance. He, he was counting Romeo as a guy, but not in their alliance. Right. Cause he was, cause he was vouching for keeping Romeo one more time. So then they could just like cut Romeo next time and just mow them all down. You know? Um, but Romeo again, just out of another alliance, just for random reasons, you know, like like no one wants to work with Romeo except for Omer apparently. Um, and this is another like you were saying, High is not like driving this vote. He didn't immediately want to get Rocks out, but it was just Omar, uh, Omer, who was just like sitting in like the passenger seat with a map, saying, "Hey, I think uh, there's a shortcut over here that may actually be more beneficial," you know, and then he just like does it. And he's like, but I'm whipping the votes. Like, I'm doing all this. And it's like, yeah, but Omer's probably got just as impressive of a resume as you. You just think that you're in your head so much like that you're like this great person. And, um, yeah, I picked Omer to win. I love that pick, man. I love how he's playing the game is how I would want to play the game but would fail to do so. I'm very impressed with Omer. Every episode, he has not let me down. Omer is my guy. Ride or die. I'm an Omer stand. Yeah, Omer Omer is in great position because I still think his threat level is like moderate. Like it's not he's not viewed as a as a heavy threat. And he is playing really he's playing a really good game. I I, I mean he's been voting right on everyone or or if he's not voting right, he's in on it, or he doesn't have a vote, and he's using that not having a vote to tell people on the outs that he's not on the inside. So he's playing a great middle game right now. So good for Omer. There's not much else to talk about with that tribal council. I mean, just dudes being bros, you know, not yeah. wanting to get told what to do and voting a dude out. I mean, that's, it's pretty basic stuff. The second tribal council, however, was not so basic. Yeah. Um, so, Jonathan and High win immunity. Jonathan is in this tribe with Marianne, Lindsay, Tori, and Drea. And I feel like if Jonathan didn't win, there's like maybe a chance he goes home. Yeah. Um, I think Mary, I think so. Marianne wasn't fully on board with him. Um, and Tori and Drea, if you look at them, it's like, yeah, let's get a Taku out for sure. Let's do it. Um, so that was actually kind of important. And Jonathan just goes in guns a-blazing 
we got to get Drea out, but tells Marianne that she's the decoy, which I've watched enough Survivor to know. You never tell the decoy that they're the decoy. That's horrible. You know, like, what are you thinking? Also, you had a decoy. You are not aligned with it all. You said as much publicly in tribal council that Drea also wanted out. This was just like very poor strategy on Jonathan's part. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of felt like Tori was the clear decoy that they should have used. I don't know why you would do that. Just because Tori, he thought, I guess the reason he gave to Lindsay was Tori would tell Drea that we told Tori it was Drea. And then we'd be in trouble. But I think if Drea, if Tori told Drea that, Drea would think, yeah, of course they told her it was me because it's really her. And I think yeah. that, that that's what would have happened. Now, of course, you know, when they went to tribal council, all of that would have fallen apart anyways. So that's, so that's the thing. If, if Rox didn't get voted out, or does or the, play sec- her- the second tribe goes first, like right. if the tribe that yeah, went second went know. to tribe tribal first, and the tribe that went first went second, I bet. I mean, it's probably like I don't know, but I assume it would be Drea and Roxroy out. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like Drea had, you know eyes on what was going on now she may have she may be after the game and say like yeah i knew the whole time she will say that and it's probably it's like 50 50 (laughs) like we can't know whether it's true or not um yeah and like that's so fascinating that that one you know emotional instinct could just drastically change everything you know because everybody knows drea's got an idol everybody knows marianne's got an idol um so when Drea says she's going to play her idol, it was kind of like this towing of like, okay, well, we're whispering. Do we actually say it? Like, this is really awkward having this like really social, emotional conversation while we're still going to have to vote somebody out. And the backup plan for the one black woman that says she's going to play an idol was the other black woman. And Jonathan and Lindsay really don't want Marianne gone more than Tori. And it's kind of like, Who's going to break this tension? Like, who's going to say something? And Marianne was like, you know what? I was going to vote for you, but I'm going to play my idol. I can't be a part of this. And it was like, whoa. Like, this turned in from, this turned from, like, from the very first second, it turned from, you know, this is just, like, a tribal we're walking into. We don't know which way they're going to go to, oh, snap, we're about to have, like, a 10-minute tribal council for us watchers where it's going to be one of these tribals that we've seen over the years where it's just like a big social conversation where people get worn out socially and, and, and physically and they bear their hearts out. And like, just, just because rocks got voted off for being a dumb, dumb first, like that's a, that had, there were like so many things that had to go for that conversation to happen and for that tribal to be the way it was that if it didn't, it actually would have changed the game, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem that I have with that tribal council is that I can totally see like what Drea is saying. And though I've never like been in that situation or felt 
like, you know, in her shoes, you know, being a white guy, you know, I can, I can see where she's coming from by saying that. And like, it is true that like, there's a lot of people of color who have, you know, not made the merge or made the merge and then haven't, haven't made it to the end. Um, but, and here's the thing is that Jonathan is going to catch a lot of crap for what he said, basically saying to Drea, he's like, whoa, whoa. it's like, it kind of sounds to me like you're saying that we're racist, which she said, no, I'm not saying that. And, you know, Jonathan, people already don't like the things he posts on social media. I'm not trying to bat. I'm not saying Jonathan's an excellent person or anything, but I did think it was a more accurate depiction of America to have someone say that because, oh, for sure. because last season when they were having conversations like this, none of the white people were like, you know, it kind of sounds like you're saying like, we don't deserve to be in this position or blah, 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 whatever. It, everyone was just like, Oh yeah, that's so hard. I could never understand. And I can't agree. Like, and Jonathan saying that it was like, you know, people don't really want to believe this thing, or they, you know, people are going to come come for Jonathan with that. And people are going to come for Tori after this tribal council too, because she rolled her eyes that she was getting voted out, which let's be real. If you go to a tribal council with five, with four other people and three of those other people have immunity, you would be rolling your eyes too. Okay. You know, take everything else out of it. Like Tori's supposed to be happy that she's about to get voted out. Obviously not. And you know, but Drea and Marianne have immunity idols and they can play them whenever they want for whatever reason they want. And, um, yeah, I, I haven't, you know, I watch the episodes late, so I don't like get on Twitter during them cause they would spoil everything for me. I'm a little bit scared to get on Twitter and read all the things people said online about this episode and that tribal thing- council. The only thing that I've seen that was like particularly negative toward anyone was saying like Jonathan, like this is not your time to talk. Um, so here's the thing: I think in in you saying it, it's a, depic- a great depiction of what America is. I think you're absolutely right, um, because I think a lot of white people, when they hear black people say, "I've been disadvantaged be- through this because of racism," or or because of you know, I've had to check myself here and here because I'm black or I'm, I'm whatever. Um, I think a lot of white people just view that as like an attack on them. And that is not what Drea was doing. That is not what Marianne was doing. Um, and I think like, I don't know, like as a white person, like I, in moments like that, you know, I can't just say, I shouldn't just say like, yeah, but like, I'm not a racist and like, you're probably wrong that it's all racist. And like, you know, I looking at that vote out, it wasn't racist to vote rocks out. It, it, it at least it, from my point of view, it wasn't. I mean, there was, it. there was cause like, that's the thing about survivor though, is there can be cause for anyone to get voted out at any time. Right. But Drea and Marianne had no idea. 
and I think seeing Chanel up there alongside rocks, like they were like, those are the only four people left. Those are the only two people left in the game, Marianne and Drea. And I think, you know, they realized like Drea was like, I'm going to have to vote out another one. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be the only one left. Marianne was like, I'm going to be the only one left. And I think that, you know, it sparks like this, this, you know, emotional reaction, which is, which makes sense. Um, and I, I've been to uh, school to be a therapist for one day, um, but I'm reading this book about the whole brain child and it's like for kids, but it's also like for adults, we, we, it basically, it's very simplifies like the left brain and right brain or whatever. But when you're raising a, co- a child and they're screaming and they're crying about how upset they are about something, if you go to them and say like, yeah, but like, you know, and you, and you reason with them with logic, say like the kid got his like ball taken away. If you reason with them with logic, it's like, well, yeah, but this guy needs, needs it. You don't get it like too bad. You know, that's, that's a poor reaction. You need to meet them with, with more of an emotional reaction. It's like, yeah, I know like, man, like that sucks to get the ball taken away. Doesn't it? Um, so just coming out and saying like trying to shut down, um, which is what I I feel like a lot of people do in our culture. They try to like shut down how other people are feeling and, and label it as like not a hundred percent valid when we really need to do a better job of meeting that with like listening and understanding and, and support. Um, so yeah, Jonathan, you know, probably didn't handle that in the best way, but also like you live and you learn. I don't know. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, they're okay. Dre and Marianne are okay. They're fine. They're strong women. They're going to be fine. Um, so like that was kind of my, my thought process on, on all of that. So like, I just feel like, you know, like last season, they were all just super empathetic towards everyone. I felt like, or towards towards everyone. Like no one, no one was like, "No, it's dumb," you know. Like like they were like, "No, but your reasoning is wrong." They were just like, "Okay, um, I see that. I hear it. Cool. I understand it. Kind of. Let's let's move forward in a certain direction." Um, but one thing that I absolutely loved was that Drea and Marianne were like, "I'm straight up going to play it because I don't want people to think that like." I'm wielding this as like an emotional appeal to stay in the game. And I love that they just played their idol. They're like, screw it. Like we're playing our idol so that we don't go home and we can say we stayed here and we didn't have to push anybody around with talking about how disadvantaged we are as black people. I thought it was awesome that they played their idol for that. I was really worried they were just going to like hold it back and like not play it after this just really emotional conversation. And that would have been a, just like an absolute debacle on like, the island on Twitter on everything that would have been a nightmare. Well, so props to them. I see. I actually kind of feel the opposite way. Drea was going to get voted out, so and she might have still been getting voted out if she hadn't had played it. If she hadn't had said, "I'm going to play it," she might have still been getting voted out. I. I don't know why Marianne, like, I understand the logic for why Marianne played it, but I personally wouldn't have blamed her at all if she didn't play it. I would have, I didn't expect her to play it after Drea said she was going to play it because it seemed at that point like it was definitely going to be Tori as soon as Drea said she was going to play her idol. And, you know, I, I feel like I can, I can 
understand why Marianne did it. And I can respect that she did it. And for the reasons that she did. And I, I can, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can empathize, but I can sympathize with that situation of feeling like with her situation of feeling like I'm, I'm, you know, if I don't play it, people are going to think I'm like trying to use race to advance myself in the game. And if I do play it, then I don't have an, an idol. Um, and, but isn't like, so we're bringing, if, if we're bringing race and openly talking about it into the game and she was already talking about how last week, how she uses her emotions to manipulate people and that survivor. Isn't that fair game? Is that not fair game to, to use that at this point for your advantage last season? Uh, you know, we saw four black players who were bonded together for that reason only and decided that they were going to win the game. Obviously they, they didn't, but decided that they were going to win the game because of that. And isn't that using like it's survivor. It's a social game. There's nothing off limits. If someone wanted to use that, I may not like it, but can I at least, can I really blame them for it? No. You know, people were getting on to Chantel or Shan last season for, you know, crying, talking to people and then using their reactions to get them later or to take their advantage and then vote them out. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have blamed Marianne if she didn't play it. I can respect that she did. That does like the fact that she played, it doesn't really make me like her more or less. Um, I don't think, I mean, I definitely think they could have done that. Um, but I feel like, like survivor as with, you know, every, thing else in life it is a risk because you know if you do that and it may seem like a little shady like you're taking advantage of a certain situation it just all comes down to what the other people in the room in the world think about that decision um because say okay it's so like shan was i hated I hated what Shane was doing last time with there the emotions, people, with, the, with emotions. the emotions, with the absolute manipulation of people. Um, I hated what she was doing. There were people that got on Twitter and uh, said that they loved Shan. So, I mean, there's no, there's no correct thing in life. Um, it to me would have been a bummer if they did weaponize race as, as to their advantage. Um, which I mean, look, I'm white. White people have been doing that for centuries and centuries, and it's like I get that. Well, but also like, well, here's the thing about that, and what I'm about to say goes perfectly to what you're saying. A lot of people, like me and other white white folks, have we have this this thing because it bothers us because we would never say we've got to play this idol so none of us get sent home, and use the word us talking about white people. We wouldn't say that. So when someone else says it, it's like offensive to a lot of, of people. And, you know, that, you know, obviously that I, I personally, you know, I don't think that's an offensive thing to say. 
because it is like that's a different kind of bond because you know when you're a majority of the population in a country or culture versus the minority that's a different type of bond so i can see where they're coming from but um but that's what i think a lot of people are get upset by it's like we got to do this for our people for our squad it's like yo i like a lot of us like white folks we think it's like oh we're, we're all just like co-people we're all just out here on survivor we're each trying to win it for ourselves you know, because we don't feel like any any ties, but they're saying implicitly you feel those ties, you just don't speak them. Um, I think yeah, I th- I yeah, I think as a part of the in group, it is very easy to say, you know, I what do you mean we're all the same? You know, if you're in the in group, a lot of the times you don't a lot of time you don't realize that there is an out group out group or if you do you just view them as just like you know different not as like disadvantaged or lesser in any type of way you're just like oh like um you know well i mean that's just who that's just who they are like it's cool it's fine um but when you're in the out group you really have to adjust to what the in group wants which is is a survivor thing and you know, a, a life thing. Um, you know, like when, when we look at players in the past who have wanted to play a certain type of game in survivor and, you know, like Chanel was saying, like chess, when they're playing checkers, you have to play checkers. Um, whether you're used to playing checkers, whether you like playing checkers at some points in life, you have to play checkers. If you go to a job interview for a, a lot of jobs that pay, you know, a living salary, you got to wear a suit. Do you like wearing a suit? Do you have a suit? Maybe not, but you just got to do it. And I think that, um, you know, Survivor has always talked about bringing in the outside world. And this is just like a big analogy for the real world and society and, and social things. And it's like, for a long time, it felt like, you know, it was that to an extent but now we're have it's showing like real conversations about what is happening, like Drea saying feel saying her feelings, and then Jonathan saying what he did, saying his feelings, saying his feelings. That is a great indication of what we have going on in our country, um, and sometimes those things don't connect, and I think we just need to work on, you know, connecting them, right? Connecting people. Um, so, yeah. That's really, I don't know. That's really all I have to say about that that whole interaction and social part of the game. Um, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how much else there is to talk about with this episode, but yeah, it just um, like I wish like, and, and I understand like that the that Survivor is a microcosm of our culture and our culture has situations like these that come up. And so does survivor and those situations need to be addressed and handled appropriately. And people need to, and one thing I like about survivor is like it plays out differently in different, like, cause it's different people. So it's like a similar situation with a different group of five people and Jeff turns out a lot differently than, than tonight's did. Um, but like, 
and I'm not saying like Survivor is too woke or whatever. And I think like there those situations need to be addressed and they need to hand, be handled. But I hope as Survivor moves forward, like that these conversations will not need to be had as much as much because they will already have been had that they're that it's like, Hey, this situation has already been addressed by multiple players throughout survivor history by Jeff, by CBS. We don't really have to spend a 20 minute tribal council talking about this. Instead, we could have more funny moments during the episode. We could have, you know, like, a more exciting challenges because tonight's challenge was not like I don't I don't like the standing on a thing in the water like that's just <laughs> that's just boring like that's that's literally more boring to me than like standing with your hands behind your back on top of a ledge like that's more boring to me than that and so um I just like I'm hope I'm hopeful that we can sort of move forward where, you know, we went through a period of time on Survivor where we had these conversations and we can sort of move on away from those um, and, you know, address things as they come up, but where it's like not every other tribal council, what it feels like. We're having to dive into some social issues about misogyny, racism, implicit bias, those types of things. So with Drea and Marianne playing their idols, Jonathan immune is between Lindsay and Tori and Lindsay's aligned with every single one of the other people. And Tori is very much not. Um, and Tori got voted out. How do we feel about Tori getting voted out this episode? Are we sad? I was so hoping that she would play her shot in the dark just for the drama, just for hit. the drama. Like, yeah. And that it would hit just for the drama of the whole thing. I'm fine with Tori going home. Like she, like she, I mean, it's not like she was going to win. Like I, I didn't, I don't really have an affection for her. I just like really enjoy, like she was just like a, a funny character because of her pettiness and just like her complete like lack of self-awareness. But yeah, RIP Tori. Yeah. I, I was, it was weird that Lindsay wasn't allowed to play her shot in the dark. Like it wasn't even a thought, like it wasn't even asked. I was kind of curious about that because I would have played it if I was Lindsay. Well, so um, it's it's two two out of twelve. Shot in what? the dark. When they did the merge, they said, "Okay, instead of one in six, it's two out of twelve. So they could both hit a shot in the dark. Is what I'm saying. Oh, weird. So I didn't so. Catch that. I mean, maybe it wasn't that way because the tribals were split. But yeah, if it was two out of 12 in there that are safe, they could possibly both you hit. One and and then, shot. then you, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure the producers are like, we can't, we can't have two people play a shot in the dark because I'm sure as soon as Tori did it, they're like, all right, we're rolling. I would have thought that's so weird. I would have thought that they would have just had like, a bunch of bags of like one out of six says like safe or not safe. You know, I, 
that's so weird. I mean, that it's all like one. I don't know. Like, that's what they did at the merge. I don't know if like it's it's returned back. They don't really clarify that stuff unless it matters for the episode. So I mean, they, I like it would have been smart for them to have one bag with six scrolls and one bag with six scrolls because it was two different tribal councils tonight. But I know when they did go to the merge that they did have, instead of one out of, it was the, the odds were the same, but there was 12 scrolls in there with two being, of course, that's so weird. the odds of you hitting two out of 12 at the same tribal council is about like 1.3%. It's less, right? No. So it's it's six or sixteen percent of sixteen percent. Or wait, no, it's a it's no. it's one out of eleven it's, it's of times. It's yeah, it's one out of eleven times one out of six. So that would be like one out of sixty six. So yeah, it'd be like one point. Yeah. Something. So what I said was right to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Um that is so weird. I would have thought that they would just have like pre-made things. Oh, that's that's bizarre. Um anyway, that's like I feel like that's a problem. I don't know. Did we not think of that? Like that's No, they don't the production? you can't have we, this uh, many advantages and them not like at some point break the game. You know, that's yeah, like a like, that's that, like a meta thing, but you literally I mean, the more advantages you add, the more likely that the game just breaks. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tori went home and like, you know, for Tori, big bummer for Tori, right? She was going to make it out. She wasn't even the decoy vote, right? Like if I'm Tori, I'm like pretty bummed because <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm of the five people. There were two people that were going to go before me and then they just got scared and played their idols. That's so sad. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's a bummer. Sorry, Tori. But, I mean, to be real, Tori probably should have been gone already. I mean, come on, right? She's been on the block about 15 times. Uh, yeah. Do you think that this will bond Drea and Marianne moving forward? Uh, I don't know. Drea didn't really seem to like Marianne anyway much. Do you, th- do you um, think that it will separate Jonathan from both of them? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Jonathan's definitely in a worse place today than he was last week. Um, I think, I mean, even Drea, she said it. She was like, and now this is just going to be about this, and I don't really want it to be about this. I just want to play the game, you know? Like, I don't really know if she's going to be, like, in it with Marianne till the end, right? This That was a very different conversation than it was with Shan and Liana, you know, uh, having that conversation. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's definitely worst for Jonathan of all these people. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Do you agree? I mean, I feel like there had to be some bonding that would was between Marianne and Drea after that. Like any sort of experience like that has to bring people closer together. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The uh, did you watch the preview for next week's episode? Yes, I think so. Do we buy that Jonathan is gonna be gone? 
I don't really, I've already forgotten what happened on next time on Survivor. Basically, like, Lindsay and Drea, and I think Marianne maybe, were like, maybe we should, like, get Jonathan out or something. And Lindsay was like, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Okay, Um, so I actually thought next time on Survivor they were talking about getting high out because they were talking, like, it was uh, Drea and Lindsay, who are both part of the amulet group. Right. And so they're incentivized to get high out. And there's Dreo is like he's actually been playing a really good game. I I could definitely see I, that was what I thought was that they were talking about high. Because this amulet thought, stuff has to come into play soon. Seriously. Soon it has seriously. to. Because if you like they're not even gonna be able to use an idol if they have soon. it. Yeah, so they have if you want to get be the last person with an amulet, you have to start voting the other people out now. Yeah. So that you can use an, an idol. We'll see. We'll see, man. Um yeah, what you got going on this week? This year is this your last full week at the coffee house? The coffee shop? Yeah. The coffee shop, yeah. Yep. So I'll be going down just to one day a week. Just doing schoolwork and church stuff, watching basketball. Yeah. I should be Dude, returning to. Grizzlies game last night was crazy. Whew. I wasn't even happy at the end of it. I was just relieved. <laughs> I was I was I like I was in despair for the entire second half until like six minutes to go. You know, if if the Grizzlies like win the championship this year, I think Brandon Clark deserves to have his jersey retired alongside Jaws. Dude, he's been the best player on the team. I mean, him and Bain are the, have been the best players on the Grizzlies in the postseason. Yeah. Like, love, uh, love Jaw to death, but I mean, he must have be sandbagging because what he did at the end of that game, he has not been able to do all series. No. No. And like, maybe it's just like him getting reacclimated because he sat out for so long. Um, but it's just like those shots that he's, he was making, he's just stopped making. And like in the playoffs, he's just looked like an erratic point guard that loves to drive to the basket and throw something up, you know, or turn the ball over. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want Russell Westbrook on the, on the floor, <laughs> you know, like I, it's jaw when he's good is so good, but jaw when he's bad is like pretty bad. Yeah. You know? Um, and without Brandon Clark putting back about 15 of his missed shots, like they wouldn't even be, they would have lost this series by now. Yeah, that's true. But the only reason there's so many shots for Brandon Clark to put back is because jaw can penetrate so well and draw defenses so well. And that's why he gets so many lobs. And that's why there's so many offensive rebounds for Brandon Clark to clean up. But they pair they pair together so well. Like I honestly at this point I wouldn't want Brandon Clark to play any minute that Jaw is not on the floor. Because they're so effective together. You know? Um, especially with Steven Adams not playing the series. It's kind of like he's been like really versatile. He hasn't been fouling like Jaron has. Jaron's got a problem. He's gotta stop picking up fouls. Um, and we can argue all we want about how the refs are bad or whatever, but Jaron just picks up foul after foul, you know? Like at some point you got to figure it out. 
Yeah. He really does. He really does. All right, man. It's been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I will see you next week. I will talk to all of you listeners next week. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back with episode 10 of Survivor 42. For Michael Klinger, I'm Joel Klinger. This has been The Klingers Have Spoken. See ya.